You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the Profit Podcast. Everything NFL and fantasy football related all year long. With your host. Calvin Wright. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Profit Podcast. How is it going? Week 14 is in the books officially. It's done. We're to the fantasy football playoffs. The most wonderful, most magical time of the year as the elves in Rudolph sing the most wonderful most wonderful, most magical? Is it most magical or most wonderful? Most wonderful time of the year? I actually gave a presentation several years back about, um, I can't believe I'm talking about this on the podcast. I, I gave a presentation about how the Island of Misfit Toys song was the greatest song ever written. I did it in a studio in front of a green screen, and I talked about the composer Johnny Marks. And I, I, I don't know if this was for school or some weird idea I had for a YouTube video. I forget at this point, but I just remember finding virtually no information about the composer. Because, of course, there's not a lot of information on the composer of the Island of Misfit Toys song from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. But I remember just having a slideshow showing him and going, let's dive into the past of Johnny Marks. And then it cuts to his Wikipedia page, and I just read where he was from, the place and time of his birth and when he died. And that was it. And I remember, I remember this video like it was yesterday because I was so excited to release it to the public because I thought it was absolutely amazing. And no one watched this thing. Um, I'm trying to find the, the, the link for you all. So maybe you can watch it. If you look up Rice Cake TV, the name of the channel, and then the greatest song ever, it should come up on YouTube. I will, <laughs> I'll play you a quick snippet of it now so you get a sense of what I'm talking about. Here, here you go. Here's a weird presentation I made three years back. The Most Wonderful Time of the Year by Johnny Marks is one of the greatest songs ever made. In fact, this song has had a very far-reaching influence on not only music, but also social justice, pop culture, politics, religion, and society as a whole. Alrighty, well, that that had nothing to do with fantasy football, so I apologize if you're you're new to the show. It gets better. Give it a few episodes, you know, a few seasons of the podcast, and you'll you'll really get a appreciation for what we, what, what we do here. Speaking of an appreciation, you know who I have a strong appreciation for? Davis Mills. There's the segue into Davis Mills, not something we wanted to talk about. But seriously, I think he is he's a good quarterback. I think he's a good quarterback and can be started against Jacksonville. 
Oh my goodness, what am I talking about? Davis Mills, quarterback for the Houston Texans. He's from Stanford, so he's a he's a bright guy, understands the game, high, high football IQ, whatever. Right? He's a rookie quarterback. He's had a few 300 yards games this season, and one of them came against New Orleans. One of them came against the Rams, and another came against Seattle. His team is a dumpster fire. No running game. It's sexy Rexy Burkhead, David Johnson. It's gross. It's disgusting. Yet he's actually putting up pretty good numbers in some of these games. And he's going against Jacksonville, which is as as good as a matchup as a quarterback can get. And he's owned in 6% of fantasy leagues. So if you are really, really, really hurting at quarterback, you just lost someone, possibly to COVID, because the COVID outbreaks in the NFL exploding. Or you just want to... You just want to make it very emotionally damaging for your opponent if you beat them. Pick up Davis Mills and start him because I think Davis Mills will actually have a decent game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The next quarterback I'm going to talk about. Yeah, we didn't we didn't do a proper intro. You guys don't need a proper intro. You know how the show works. Next quarterback I want to talk about is Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. This man has never finished outside of the top twelve quarterback. He has started in six games in his career, and here are his finishes. The quarterback three, the quarterback 12, the quarterback six, the quarterback 11, the quarterback six, and the quarterback four. This is from Graham Barfield. Taysom is averaging 12.4 fantasy points per game as a runner alone in his starts, which would be ahead of both Hertz, who averages 9.8, and Lamar 7.4 for this season. So Lamar or Taysom Hill, he's he's a running back, tight end essentially at this point, but he's playing the quarterback position and he just put up 24 against the Jets. He gets Tampa Bay, which is a matchup that he can definitely put up another 18 to 24 points in because they, they'll, they'll focus on Alvin Kamara and Taysom Hill might be absolute garbage, but he'll successfully run the ball a few times and put up a good game. So people has have sent me a lot of questions. Are we riding the Taysom Hill train even against Tampa Bay, yes, I am riding the Taysom Hill train. But I will say this. There are a lot of people who follow me who have both Taysom Hill and Jalen Hurts, basically because I've been preaching their, their uh, you know, my love for them for about, well, half a year now, or for Hurts over a year now. Am I starting Taysom Hill over Jalen Hurts this week? No, I'm still... Going with the Jalen Hurts pack. Listen, Jalen Hurts, they say he should be ready for week 15. Obviously, if something changes in his ankle isn't isn't right, then I'm not starting him. But if Jalen Hurts is healthy and is practicing this week, I'm starting Hurts against Washington over Taysom Hill against Tampa Bay. Those are my thoughts on that situation. Now, another player we need to discuss because people don't know how to value him. They don't know if they can trust him. They don't know if they can start him. Antonio Gibson. How do we think of Antonio Gibson at this point? Three points. Three points. I'll be honest. If you started at Antonio Gibson, there's a good chance you're not in the playoffs because that is the type of performance from your RB1, RB2 that can completely sink you. I know in the three leagues I'm in, the Antonio Gibson owner is not in the playoffs, mostly because of what he did that game. However, he's playing Philadelphia, and if you are in the playoffs, you probably have someone competent that you can start over him. And this week, I would start them over Antonio Gibson. Not because I don't think Antonio Gibson can't have another good game, but because I can't trust this Washington offense. I can't trust 
Taylor Heineke. I can't trust anyone in the system to produce when I need it in fantasy. And I would honestly rather go with someone with a lower ceiling that can have a 10-point game, 15-point game. Whereas Gibson, yes, he could have 24 points and win you the week, but he can also put up three, two, one point. And I don't want that on my team. So I would rather start, I'm trying to think of a specific player to give you the name of. Um, let me try Let me try to think. Give me a second. Melvin Gordon or Javante Williams. I'm going those two guys over, um, over Antonio Gibson. Um, Cordero Patterson, of course, over him. He, okay, here's one. A.J. Dillon, I would start over Antonio Gibson. Aaron Jones, I would start both of those guys over him. I would honestly start Sony Michelle as of right now over Antonio Gibson and possibly Rashad Penny over Antonio Gibson. That's how low Gibson is for me. Just because his floor is nothing. And in the playoffs, I can't, at least my team can't afford for my running back two to score two points. So those are my thoughts on Antonio Gibson. Now, I want to, we're, we're, go, we're all over the place today. I want to give you the name of someone that you should keep an eye on this week. The name, oh boy, this is, it's, a, it's a tough name to pronounce. So please forgive me if I pronounce this incorrectly. Keen Nuagnu, Nuagnu from Iowa State. He's a runner for the Minnesota Vikings. He has been electric on special teams. He's he's been very he's been very good when he's on the field. Now he hasn't been on the field a lot at all. Uh, that has not happened much. But um, Alexander Madison is on the COVID nineteen list, and Dalvin Cook has a chance to go on the COVID nineteen list either as a close contact with. Um, Alexander Madison. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if you own Dalvin Cook, you need to go pick up Kene Nuagnu. Just look up K-E-N-E on your platform and he'll come up. I'm sorry if I mispronounce it. Just go pick him up if you own Dalvin Cook. Because if something happens to Dalvin Cook, whether it's an injury or a, a COVID issue, this guy will be a top 15 running back against Chicago. Chicago just got absolutely smoked by the Green Bay Packers defense. And and uh, King Kinen is a talented enough player that I would be fine putting him in Monday night. So if you own Dalvin Cook, go pick that guy up. All righty. Moving on. Seattle, we want to talk about Rashad Penny because he exploded onto the scene. 26 points, eight yards of carry, two touchdowns, two touchdowns. Now, this was this was against Houston, so we have to take that into consideration. This game was against the Houston Texans. However, Rashad Penny, this, this isn't a no-name player who's never done anything good in his life having a big game. This was a, a running back who was drafted in the first round by Seattle to replace Marshawn Lynch. The career has not panned out for Penny so far. He's been chronically injured every season, but he's getting a start. And Pete Carroll came out and said he deserves a shot to be the primary running back. He gets the Rams, is not a great matchup, but I think we're going to see at least 15 to 20 carries for Rashad Penny. And I think when he's healthy, he's a talented runner. He's explosive. He's got some juice in him. I think he can average about four yards a carry. So if we take 15 times four, that's six points right there. Throw in a possible touchdown, we're at 12 points. And that's only if he's averaging four yards a carry. So that's 12 points 
for Rashad Penny. I think he can get that this week. So I am picking up and starting Rashad Penny over, like I said previously, Antonio Gibson. It feels absolutely disgusting, but I think he's a good enough runner. I I, I remember liking his talent coming out of college back, gosh, three, four years ago. So I am confident in Rashad Penny, or as confident as you can be. Sony Michelle, if Daryl Henderson is not back, you continue starting him. All right, next up, DK Metcalf. Can we have confidence starting him as we head into the fantasy football playoffs? Oh, man. Oh, man, don't make me do it. Don't make me start DK. If I own DK Metcalf, I am starting him out of necessity. It's probably pretty improbable that you own DK Metcalf and someone that you can can start over him. I would start Lockett over him for sure. I would start Odell Beckham Jr. over him. That's probably the line of players I'd start over him. But once again, Odell has COVID. So DK Metcalf, I am starting, especially with as many people having COVID as they do. You know, your options are a little slimmer. But no, I don't have confidence in him this week. I have no confidence. He's a, you play him and you cross your fingers and hope he doesn't absolutely wreck you. Um, Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams continue starting both of those guys. Jamar Chase continue starting him, of course. I did want to mention Mike Davis. He's had a few decent games back-to-back now against good run defenses, which is kind of strange. He has Detroit in Week 16, and I'll be flexing him in that week. But against San Francisco, I am not starting Mike Davis. I'm not chasing those points. So I just wanted to quickly address my thoughts on that. I'm just kind of trying to blow through all the players that I've seen people talking about on TikTok. Like, what what do we do here? Uh, Streaming quarterbacks this week, Tua, I really like. He had some some good games before the bye week against the Jets. He had 17 points. Against the Giants, he had 17 points. He gets the Jets again. I think we can see 17 points, um, especially without his runners there. They're going to have to really rely on Tua and some of these receivers, Waddle and Parker, who's finally healthy. So I think Tua will be actually a very good start. It, it will be painful doing that in the fantasy football playoffs. And of course, you're not going to pick him up and stream him over a quarterback that has gotten you here. But if you're someone who's, you know, picking up quarterbacks week by week or kind of playing the high-hand fantasy quarterback approach, then I'm definitely interested in Tua this week. Um, What other situations of players? Oh, defenses. My goodness. Uh, There's some defenses that I'm in love with this week. Number one defense is Miami. Miami's defense is an amazing play against the Jets. Look, the Jets are absolutely dismal. Miami is a very good defense. They're the number eight fantasy defense. They played the Giants and got 10 points. They played Carolina, got 25. Last time they played the Jets, only five, but I'm expecting better things this week. It's a strong defense. The Jets are dismal, dismal, dismal with Zach Wilson, um, especially with Elijah Moore now on injured reserve. So I think Miami's defense is going to be league winner this week. And then I also really like Green Bay's defense against a failing Baltimore offense with a limited Lamar Jackson. So that's another defense that I'm really targeting. And then honestly... I'm going to give you a quarterback. I'm going to give you guys a quarterback that I, oh man, oh man, this this is tough to do because we're in crunch time. You need the win. You can't afford to lose this game. But I'm going to give you a quarterback that I'm picking up and starting, Justin Fields. Look, Justin Fields is finally running the ball. 74 rushing yards on nine attempts against the Packers. A few weeks ago in San Francisco, 103 rushing yards and 10 carries. 
eight carries, 10 carries, eight carries, nine carries against Green Bay. If he is healthy against Minnesota, who just got torched by Big Ben, Justin Fields could really help you push through the fantasy playoffs. He gets Minnesota, Seattle, and then the Giants. Some defenses that have been struggling. I'm picking up Justin Fields just so no one can play him against me. And if I don't have an elite quarterback, I'm definitely considering starting him. It's really interesting, but every year we see quarterbacks come out of nowhere. I think Justin Fields might be that guy this year. He's someone who I will talk about a lot in this offseason. I'm very excited about him for next year in fantasy. I think he'll be kind of the next running quarterback fantasy football star, whether or not Nagy's there, just because the talent, um, the play style will, will lead to that. But yeah, I wanted to bring that up. And then uh, anyone else that I really want to talk about before we get into like matchup stuff in a few days? I think that's about it. I think that's about it. Uh, kudos to Hunter Renfro. He's been an absolute beast. I was a year early on him. Last year, I was very excited about Hunter Renfro. I thought he'd be good. It took everyone on his team getting arrested or getting injured, but Hunter Renfro is finally starting to produce the way I'd hoped he would last year. Look, past three games, 21 points, 19 points, 27 against Cleveland. They just got torched by Rashad Bateman. I think he'll have another good game. So if you've got Hunter Renfro, stay in the flames with him. Don't panic or don't try to, you know, sell high. I don't know. I don't know. Just just keep playing him. Keep playing him. All righty. Carolina's quarterbacks staying away. It's uh, It's disgusting. The wide receivers, I'm not trying to chase anything. I mean, I understand if you have to, but... I'm sick of Caroline at this point, and I'm not pursuing anything there fantasy-wise. All righty. Well, that's going to wrap up this podcast. This was a little more unstructured than usual. I just kind of talked through some some players that I've been thinking about uh, in between studying for finals. I finished my econ final. That was the big class where I I could get an A. I could get a B. It depends on how I do on the final. And it was a big final. 100 questions took two hours but I'm done with that. So that I, I'm going to be making a lot more podcasts now that that class is done. Um, accounting, it doesn't matter how well I do. I'm not going to do well in the class. So I'm not too panicked about that exam. Management, I clinched an A. I don't even have to take the final. They're dropping it. So I have an A already. And then, what's it, stats? I take that final tomorrow. I'm very, very prepared for that. And I have a pretty high grade going in. So you know, I think I think the semester is going to end pretty well in terms of grades. Accounting isn't going to go well, but everything else should do well. And hey, at the end of the day, if it doesn't work out, I can stay in my parents' basement and talk about fantasy football for the next 10 years. All righty. Thank you all for listening to this episode of The Profit Podcast. And I'll be back either tomorrow or the next day to talk about some starts and sits of this week. And I will see you all next time.